This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. It's the Martin and Lewis Show. The National Broadcasting Company brings you transcribed from New York, the Martin and Lewis Show. Our guest star tonight, Peter Laurie, and featuring Flo McMichael, Roger Price, Ed Hurley, Dick Stabile, and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin. I wish I knew the name of the girl in my dream, so I could change her name to mine. And Jerry Lewis. I wish I knew the name of the girl in my gym. Jerry. <laughs> All right, so I made a boom boom. Turns right into wrong, brightens the night, brings happiness to me. Makes me luckier than throwing a seven Takes me nearer to heaven Than anyone's allowed to do When your heart is talking I feel like I'm walking on a cloud Someone like you someday I'll find Someone I can boast to Somebody to hug While a bug in the rug To snuggle up close to and whenever I do, do you know the who, who I'll give the most to? You pray on my mind, stay till I find someone like you. Someday I'll find someone I can boast to. Somebody to hug while a bug in the rug. To snuggle up close to And whenever I do Do you know the who Who I'll give the most to You pray on my mind Stay till I find Someone like you Dean and Jerry have just received an urgent message to see their manager, Speedy Smith, immediately. And right now, we find them walking down the hall of his office building in the heart of Broadway's theatrical district. All right, look, here we are in Speedy's office now. Before we go in, let me look at you. Well? Okay, I guess you're neat enough, but I sure wish you'd start putting on some weight. You're about the skinniest guy I ever saw. Look here, Dean Martin. I won't stand here and have you talk that way about me. I'll have you know I weigh 118 and three-quarter pounds. 118 and three-quarters... And that's with clothes on, huh? What do you weigh stripped? I don't know. I'm bashful. <laughs> now stop picking on me about how skinny I am. Oh, I'm not picking on you. Now, if you were smart, you'd... Jerry, don't try to tell me how to be smart. Do I tell you how to be stupid? <laughs> What's to tell? Well, what are we standing here arguing for? Let's go in. Speedy's messy said it was urgent. Oh, yeah, let's go in. Oh, hello, Mr. Martin. Hello, Mr. Lewis. Well, hiya, Florence. So you're working for our manager today, huh? 
We're supposed to see Speedy right away, Florence, and it, it's something important. Well, he's got another client in there now. But in the meantime, maybe you can help me with an awful problem. Speedy bought me this new filing cabinet today. What's your problem? I don't know where to plug it in. <laughs> plug it in. Florence, you don't plug a filing cabinet in. You wind it up. <laughs> Gee, Dean, listen in there. Speedy's sure balling out some client. Listen. And in my opinion, I don't blame the circus for wanting to fire you. You keep forgetting your act, and that's the first thing you're supposed to do. Don't forget anything. Now you got one more chance to get back there, and above all, don't forget anything. <laughs> Gee, Dean, did you ever see such an unhappy-looking elephant? <laughs> Come on, let's go in and see what Speedy wants. Hello, Speedy. What's so important that you have to see us in such a hurry? Yeah, we rushed right over. I'll tell you in a minute, boys. Relax. Let's get our feet up in the desk. Come on, sit down. Okay. Okay. Ouch! Jerry, you're supposed to sit down first, then put your feet on the desk. <laughs> well, boys, I've done it. A big manufacturer phoned me a while ago. He likes your program and might sponsor it. Now, I believe in you, boys. I've studied you. You got talent. Why, well, I know you backwards. Well, come around front sometime. We got talent on that side, too. <laughs> come on, now. Let's get down to business, boys. Let's get down to business. Look, I want you to go out and call on this man and convince him you've got the program he needs. Get his name and address from Florence and go see him right away. Okay, let's go, Jerry. Hey, Florence, will you give us the name and address of that big manufacturer who's thinking about sponsoring us? Oh, sure. I just filed it alphabetically. Alphabetically. Sure, you know, by numbers. <laughs> What's the name and address? That's what we want you to find for us. We want... You're kind of silly, Mr. Lewis. You better watch out, or they'll put you in the bobby hatch. Bobby hatch? Florence, it's not bobby hatch. It's bobby hutch. <laughs> Florence, please get the name and the address you put in the file cabinet. Oh, Sure. Well, let's see. It could be, uh, no. Well, maybe I... <laughs> That'd be silly. <laughs> or it might be... Oh, no. What are you trying to figure out, Florence? How to open the drawer. Here, Florence, I'll open it for you. There. Florence, will you please try to remember... My goodness, that's it. When you mentioned Bobby Hutch a while ago, I made a file for him, and I put the man's name in there. See, here it is, Mr. Price, 35 Waterbury Road. That must be his country estate. Well, thanks, Force. Come on, Jerry, let's hurry. We'll jump in the car and be there in a few minutes. Now, Jerry, watch what you say. This Mr. Price can certainly afford to sponsor us. Hey, look over there under the trees. That must be him swinging on the hammock. Yeah, and he must be as eccentric as Speedy said. Look how he's hanging on the bottom. <laughs> say, you must be Mr. Price because we've heard how intelligent and distinguished you are. We're Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Well, well, where'd you boys come from? The stork brought us. <laughs> Jerry, that's not what Mr. Price meant. Oh, yes, it was. 
say, I guess your manager told you that I'd like to sponsor you. Uh, what do you manufacture, Mr. Price? Well, it's my family's secret formula. I have the formula right here, secret C. I got it right here. X plus 2 over the square root of pi plus CN3HO4 times 3.677 equals Y. Yeah. What does a formula make? Orange marmalade. <laughs> so that's your product, huh? Orange marmalade? Yes, it's wonderful. Made from 100% pure prunes. <laughs> Orange marmalade made out of prunes. I wish I knew what to call it. I got it. Strawberry preserves. <laughs> good, good, good. Mr. Price. Yes? Are you for real? Oh, Jerry, please excuse him, Mr. Price. And could we talk uh, with you about sponsoring our show? Uh, Mr. Lewis, who's this fellow with you? Oh, he's my partner, you know, Dean Martin. His singing is wonderful. I'm very interested in singers, Mr. Martin. My favorite is Bing Crosby. Don't you admire Bing Crosby? Who? <laughs> you know, Dean, Bing Crosby, the man you imitate when you're trying to sound like Perry Como. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Price, it would be wonderful if you'd sponsor our radio show. Well, I will, if some changes are made. What? Change our show. Oh, no, we couldn't do that. Well, now, 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 don't be hasty. You see, I spend a lot of time studying and analyzing human beings. You study people, huh? People, too. Now, take the average man. Now, what is it the average man wants? An average woman. I like you. You're jerky. <laughs> Mr. Price, how about our radio program? Well, now, as I see the picture... Uh, you should do a mystery program My wife insists on it uh, You see, my wife loves mysteries My wife sits home every evening With her ear glued to the radio There's no glue handy She uses thumbtacks But Mr. Price, we do a comedy show with songs Now I'll tell you If you'll do a mystery program I'll sponsor your show But Mr. Price My word is final It's a mystery program or nothing Well, Dean and Jerry were really discouraged about their chances of getting a sponsor until a few minutes ago, walking down Broadway. Dean, look at that sign on the Paramount Theater. Hey, it reads that Peter Lorre opens here Wednesday. Say, if we only could... Don't say it. Cross your fingers. Let's try to find him. Well, this is it, Jerry, the Warwick Hotel. Yeah, wouldn't it be swell if we could talk Peter Lorre into helping us out? Then we'd have our sponsor. I only hope we can get in to see Peter Lorre. He probably even never heard of us. Maybe not, Dean, but wait until he finds out that I'm a big fan of his. Gee, one time it took my girl to see Peter Lorre in a picture. He was so sinister and so menacing. When I came out, I had the creeps. Well, it must have been even worse on your girl. Nah, she was a creep to start with. <laughs> well, let's go in and see Mr. Lorre. Well... Here's Peter Lorre's apartment. Ring the bell, Jerry. Jerry, what's the matter? Who's afraid? Oh, I'll do it. There. Dean. What? Let's go home. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Lorre'd never help a couple of nobodies like us. Oh, come on, brace up. Yes, what is it? 
I'm Dean Martin, and this is Jerry Lewis, and uh, we just got to go in and see Mr. Laurie. I'm sorry. I'm Mr. Laurie's personal secretary, and nobody can see him. Let me, let me handle this, Dean. I gotta be stern with her. Okay, good. Be stern. All right now, miss, you listen to me. Yes? Uh, um... What is it? Um, uh... Yes? Will you marry me? (laughs) Do you really want to see Mr. Laurie enough that you'd propose? (laughs) Don't laugh. If we can be engaged, I'll give you my secret corn kicks ring with the plastic glass covered compass and the secret message sender and decoder and the patented paper scope with the atomic disintegrator attachment. Would you really give it to me? Sure. Come on. Help me lift it out of the box. All right, Jay, that's enough. Look, miss, we got to talk to Mr. Lloyd about helping us out on our radio show. Oh, Mr. Martin, I love your singing. I admire your act so much. I'm the star of the act, miss. And your wonderful reviews, Mr. Martin. I'm his assistant. I'm Lewis. I'm on records, too. And the way the crowds come to see you at the Copacabana, Mr. Martin. I'm there, too, yep. Good old Jerry. I do a few tired funnies in between Dean's songs. And you're so appealing to women, Mr. Martin. Oh, I wish I was dead. <laughs> oh, I think you're kind of cute, too, Sonny. <laughs> Miss, are you sure that Mr. Laurie can't see us today? Well, you're taking a horrible chance. Mr. Laurie hates to be disturbed at tea time, and especially when he's so hungry. Well, thanks, but we'll take a chance. Mr. Laurie? Well, well, well. Mm. Two nice young ones. Come in. Well, uh, I hope we didn't disturb your cup of tea, Mr. Laurie. What are you drinking there? Green tea or orange pico? Oh, oh, no, neither. I have a weak stomach. It's arsenic. (laughs) You drink arsenic? Yes, uh, always when I can't get Drano, you know, Drano. Oh, now it comes, comes, you know, six delicious flavors. Sure, strawberry, raspberry, orange, lemon, and bathtub. Now, uh, what was it you want to see me about? Well, I'll come right to the point, Mr. Lawyer. I'm mm. Dean Martin. This is my partner, Jerry Lewis. Uh, yeah. We'd like to have you come on our radio show and, uh, you know, do a mystery. Huh? You want me to come on your radio program and do a mystery? That's right. Isn't it mysterious enough already? <laughs> Please, Mr. Lawyer, we've got a great chance if you'll help us out. It means an awful lot to us. We can get a sponsor if you'll only say yes. Well, you see, I wouldn't mind helping you out, but uh, what would I do on your show? Oh, you know, play sinister characters like you do in your pictures when you're acting. Hmm? Acting? (laughs) 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 Oh, that's silly. What makes you think I'm acting? No, no, I'm like that all the time. You're like the Peter Laurie you play on the screen? It's not just acting? It started all when I was a little boy. My mother, she used to make me wear Lord Fauntleroy suits and long golden hair curls. Oh, I was so cute, you know. Yes, I I can still hear the people when they say, when I walk down the street on a Sunday morning, look, there goes that little rat who burned down the city hall. Dean, I'm not happy. Let's go. No, no. 
No, you must stay. You, you must hear me out, you see. While my, my work in pictures has only aggravated my tendencies, you see, everyone has criminal traits. Everyone? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, just think, as a boy, didn't, didn't you have some bad habits? Not me. None at all? Nope. Oh, but now that I think of it... Yes? I did have one. Yes, you see, you see. What was it? Uh, did you go around scaring your little baby brother? Oh, no, worse than that. Yeah? What did you do? I used to sneak pussy willows into my room and pull their tails off. <laughs> now, come on, please, let's be serious, boys. You came here seeking my help now, didn't you? Now, let's see, what, what can we get for you? Uh, oh, yes, well, it should be something nice and gruesome, shouldn't it? Uh, oh, I have it, my diary, huh? It tells of an incident which happened here in New York City several years ago. And, and you, Jerry, you, you remind me strangely of, of he who was my assistant. At long last, I found the perfect criminal accomplice. For years, I've been looking for someone to hypnotize into committing my murders for me. Yes, he had to be somebody with no principles, no character, and a weak mind. <laughs> I trained him for weeks. Finally, finally, my stooge was ready for his new career. I put him under my spell. Come now, look into my eyes. There. You are now completely at the mercy of my will, aren't you? Yes, master. You are going out now to rob a bank. I will, master. And if necessary, you are going to kill. I'll do that, master. And even if you see some pretty girls, you won't mix with them. I won't mix, master. <laughs> now. Now. What should I do, master? I want you now to take some TNT and go to the Chase National Bank and blow it up. He left me. I waited for an hour anxiously. This was his first job. Where is he? he? He should have been back long ago. Hello? Hello, master. Louis, why, why aren't you here with the money? Did you blow up the bank like I said? Master, I made a terrible mistake. I accidentally dropped some taboo into the TNT. What happened? Now Chase National is going steady with Irving Trust. <laughs> So it went, failure after failure, but I didn't give up. I, I needed Louis for this special job. And Louis, tonight is the payoff. Tonight at nine, I have a date with Mrs. Von Schuler, the owner of the million-dollar Ming necklace. Let's get started. What a surprise this is going to be for Mrs. Von Schuler. Well, Louis, here we are. Here we are, the Von Schuler estate. Come on, we'll go in through the front door. I'll open it. All right, you're covered. Get your hands up, both of you. Higher, higher, higher. Please, my feet are off the floor now. <laughs> you, 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 Louis, you caused this, you clumsy, stupid, blundering idiot. I, I taught you everything I knew because I liked you. I fed you because I liked you. I made you what you are today because I liked you. But now, now, I, I hate you. 
All right, if that's the way you feel, take back your fraternity pin. That was wonderful, Mr. Lawyer. We'll all do a mystery show together. Jerry, now we've got a sponsor. Oh, oh uh, wait, wait, just a minute, boys. There's a little detail. You see, I, I personally, I'm tired of all that horror stuff. I, you see, from now on, I, I want to be gay. I, uh, like a disc jockey. A disc jockey? Yeah. But if we're going to get a sponsor, we've got to have one of those gruesome programs. Oh, wait. Believe me, Jerry. Believe me. You know, Peter Laura is a disc jockey. It'll be pretty gruesome. <laughs> well, uh, the least we can do is try it. I'll tell you. You two cook up something while I knock off a number. Mr. Stabile, a little background, please. Couldn't happen again This is the once in a lifetime This is the thrill divine Oh, what's more This never happened before Though I have prayed for a lifetime That such as you Would suddenly be mine Mine to hold as I'm holding you now and yet Never so near Mine to have When the now and the here Disappear What matters This doesn't happen again We'll have this moment forever But never, never Very nice, Dean. All right, come on. While you were singing, Mr. Laurie and I got a terrific idea for a disc jockey program. The Sunshine Boys. This is the way our theme will go. You gotta keep smiling, 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 What did you drop out for? I forgot the words. Yes, folks, we're on the air. The Sunshine Boys, Dean, Jerry, and Pete. And now a short message from the makers of Sploop. <laughs> folks, have you tried Sploop? 
Sparks Blue, the breakfast food that makes you wish it was lunchtime. Ah, <laughs> uh, and remember, folks, Sploop doesn't crackle, burst, pop, or explode. It makes no noise at all. But when you pour the cream over it, watch it. It bites. <laughs> yes, and Sploop contains the new miracle vitamin, Flavor. <laughs> it won't cure anything, it won't fix anything, and it won't make you feel any better. In fact... It even saps your energy, gives you that rundown feeling. <laughs> so next time, ask for Sploop, the breakfast food for people who don't want to be champions. <laughs> and now for our daily problem corner with Dr. Peter Laurie. <clears throat> what is our problem today, Dean? Well, here's a letter picked at random. Dear doctor, I am a woman weighing 195 pounds. Mm-hmm. I, bought a, I bought a new girdle last week, and I... Get into it, all right, but I have a terrible time taking it off. What should I do? Well, that's easy. Just tell her to snap out of it. (laughs) A poem entitled, Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary, How Does Your Garden Grow? Vigoro, next poem. (laughs) A little robin redbreast sat on my windowsill. He was a beam of sunlight as he sang his little trill. He sang so sweet and looked so gay, no one could ever hate him. He was nature's work of art. Gee, I'm sorry that I ate him. (laughs) Well, folks, the next portion of the program is brought to you by the makers of Sludge Glow, the new shampoo for bald-headed men. It contains that new secret ingredient, hair. (laughs) Get the large 150-gallon jar of Sludge Glow. When you get through with it, you simply fasten wheels on it and presto, it's a new Studebaker. (laughs) Well, we have a request to sing that new hillbilly tune, Drop Dade, Little Darling, Drop Dade. Hit it, Dean. Drop Dade, Little Darling, Drop Dade. I need you like a hole in the head. Get lost and get you gone. I'm no longer your Don Juan Drop dead, little darling Drop dead Drop dead, little darling Drop dead I need you like a hole in the head You're like an awful dream And if you come back, I'll scream Drop dead, little darling Drop dead Drop dead, little darling, drop dead. I need you like a hole in a head. I'll take your pure white neck and I'll break it too by heck. Drop dead, little darling, drop dead. Drop dead, little darling, drop dead. I need you like a hole in the head. Thank you, Peter Laurie. You were wonderful. And uh, I hope we'll have the pleasure of working with you again soon. Jerry, stop crowding me. There's not room for both of us in this phone booth. I want to 
to hear what Mr. Price says when you talk to him about how much money he's going to pay us for the show. Well, he hasn't even answered yet. Gosh, Dean, we're on our way. We got a sponsor just like Bob Hope and Bing and Fibber and all the big timers. Hello? Uh, Mr. Price, this is Dean Martin. Jerry and I are just calling to, uh, you know, set the salary for our show. Show? Sure, the one we just did for you. Wasn't Peter Laurie great? Wasn't it full of mystery and horror and suspense? Show? <laughs> Mr. Price, didn't you hear it? Uh, no, I didn't. The funniest thing happened. I couldn't listen. Had no radio. <laughs> you had no radio? No. My wife went shopping, and the radio was still glued to her ear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. Well, Jerry, we got to keep punching. Even if we haven't got a sponsor, we still got the show. Yeah, Dean. See you next week. Bye. Bye. The Martin Lewis Show, transcribed in New York, is produced and directed by Robert L. Red and written by Ray Allen, Dick McKnight, Roger Price, and Sid Resnick. Peter Laurie will soon be seen in the Hal Wallace production, Rope of Sand. This is Ed Hurley suggesting you tune into your NBC station each Sunday evening at the same hour for The Martin and Lewis Show. This is NBC. Mm-hmm.